You are listening to the Strictly Business Fantasy Football Podcast on Podbean. And we are coming to you live from the Burley Studios in Denver, Colorado. Busy. John. What's going on, buddy? What's up, buddy? Dude, it's been too long. Oh, man. This feels great. Man, we I literally spent an hour this morning knocking the dust off this shit. I got to say, I got to hand it to you. You did a great job. I appreciate the effort. It's nice and clean in here. We sound good. And uh, you guys can't see it at home or see all the behind-the-scenes work. But John was, you know, working feverishly to make sure that this podcast would not only sound good but go off well in a nice clean studio so i appreciate that feverishly feverishly just want to emphasize sweating heavily (laughs) (laughs) man it feels so good to be back i am so happy to be back i'm so happy to be doing this with you dude we haven't done one of these in almost two over two years no well it's been over two years yeah the zoom the zoom thing you know especially when we're in different states it just doesn't no, it's not the same vibe as sitting in the studio. Absolutely. Hammering it out with the whiteboard and yep. getting after it. <laughs> I love it, man. There's no better time of year. Obviously, we had our draft last week, which normally is closer to the season. Matter yes. of fact, it would be tonight. It typically would be, yeah. It would be tonight. We're recording on Wednesday. And you know we had to do the draft a little early this year. And I think it's worked out, you know, the league adjusts as necessary. It was really nice that there were no preseason games going into last weekend, you know, that, and that was always our main concern is, you know, drafting early and one of our guys getting banged up in the preseason. Right, right. So there have been some transactions and, you know, that's exciting too. I figured with the league having a full week before a game, there might be a little more activity than there has been, but there has been some trades that we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, there have been definitely some rapey offers out there. Is that right? Yeah. Have, I haven't been getting any. You haven't gotten any rapey no, offers? No, I didn't even get a reach around yet. Woo! Not even from Phil, and I'm quite disappointed in that, Phil. I, I reached out to Phil, and he said he's standing pat until after week one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so. he's just hiding out in the lake cabin, yep. doing weird things just with masks. Very weird things yeah. with masks. Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> that mask has stories I, to tell. <laughs> there are pictures to prove it from draft night. Gosh, man. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it feels good the night before the kickoff game, Rams and Bills. No better feeling. Everyone loves their team right now. I know. Everybody loves their team. Do you love your team? I do love my team. You're you're wide receiver heavy, for sure. I'm a little wide receiver heavy. Yeah. A little. Yeah, just a little. I <laughs> Hey, the way things worked out, I got four of my top 13 wide receivers. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so, well, I helped you with that, too. A little bit. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, like I said, every, every fantasy GM, especially in this league, is floating right now yep going into week one and and you know with the one day before the draft there's really not a lot of time for this feeling you know you go from you drafted your team to fuck it i hate it it's the end of week one let's blow it up real quick yeah yeah absolutely absolutely you're right you don't have a lot of time to sit with it because usually by the end of the draft on a wednesday night i am hammered i am wrecked 
<laughs> so come Thursday, I got to sleep off a hangover. And then by the time I actually shake off the cobwebs, it's damn near kickoff. Right. <laughs> right. So if I don't have any draft night drunken rapes uh, out there, you know, I don't have much to do and pass out, relax, and get back after it. And then next thing you know, there's real football. This week was yeah. a little different. As you know, I've been working my ass off. Busy being busy. So I didn't have much time, you know, to even sleep. And I know, you know you've been reestablishing yourself to Colorado, man. Yeah. Yeah. Firmly, uh, you know, staking my claim back here in beautiful Denver, Colorado. A couple of years of a rambling man. On the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's good to see you back, man. Yeah. And it feels good. It feels good to put that part of my life behind me and, and regroup. And, you know, I love Denver. I do. You know, that wasn't any part of the reason why I took, why I left. Sure. But so happy to be back. And that's all that matters. Absolutely. 10 4. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Well, let's talk about some football, man. All right, brother. Sounds good. Let's... I, I, I guess we should just dive into this draft recap. Yeah. Let's do that. We, we'll do a quick recap on the draft. You know, some of you guys jumped off the Zoom call and, uh, you know, I kicked myself for not recording that part of the draft. <laughs> I didn't record any of it, to be quite honest. But someone put me on the spot. And being the commissioner and said, you have to rate everyone's team. And naturally, I was a little buzzed up. I wasn't hammered. You railed off a lot of B-pluses. Was I? It it, it was like eight B-pluses, a couple of Cs, and an A-minus or something. Really? Yeah. Someone got an A-minus? I was holding back on giving out A's. You gave somebody an A-minus. I don't remember who. Man, I wish I recorded that. Maybe we'll 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 iron it out here and figure it out. Yeah, okay. We can do that. (laughs) Because I was I was put on the spot and I started reviewing teams. I was calling people out, and you know, just typical biz bullshit. That would have been classic, man. I'm kicking myself for not recording that. But next time, yeah, next time we'll know, we'll know. But uh, Phil hung back. He was fun. He hung out for a bit with us. Oh, Rich, it's always great hanging out with Phil on draft night. Yeah, Rich was on there too, and then uh, you know the guys here in Denver. And Denver Dave, he showed up, man. Dave, man. Yeah. What did yeah. Dave had a draft? Yeah. Dave had a good draft. So John already knows this, but what was it like two weeks or a week before the draft? I I asked or I invited Dave to go out on a Saturday night. <laughs> I fucked you up on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so Dave got to see a different side of me that he's never seen before. I was in rare form that night. And, you know, we're going out, just me and him, having a couple beers at this bar, and I'm picking. I'm, I'm trying to dig and, and get information out of Dave. Now, we all know he loves his running backs. And I said, Dave, I said, you, you know, you're sitting there kind of second half of the first round. What are your thoughts? I mean, I pick after you, so, like, whatever you say, you know, doesn't affect me. Whatever you're doing doesn't affect me. Right. And he goes, well, you know... <laughs> kind of an impression of dave he's like well you know i really want to get a top wide receiver this year (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like dave i know you got like four running backs you're circling yeah you're just a shark yeah you're drooling over right now yeah and so we start naming some of those running backs and man he was just like moot he didn't have an opinion on anybody he was like and so i started going like okay well 
of Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are there, which one are you going to take? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. That's such a tough one right there, Biz. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just, no answer. There, I mean, he talked for a few minutes, but I didn't get any information. So, Dave, I give you credit for I, keeping your cards you close know, I, to the vest. I did tell you that was my fault, right? <laughs> yeah. I told, I told him to wear a tinfoil hat to the meeting that you were trying to get in his head. Yeah, yeah. see, John's backdooring me here. <laughs> I didn't think he'd take it that seriously. Man, and then you hit me up, you're like, that guy's a fucking brick wall. <laughs> yeah, those are my exact words. I'm like, damn it, I couldn't get any information out of him. So the night kind of turned, Yeah. and yeah. We, uh, we wanted to play pool. Well, all the pool tables were taken, so we played some shuffleboard, and we're pounding beers. You know, I... Like I said, I was in rare form. I started kicking it with this group of girls, um, you know, just doing what I do. Then we go back to the bar because that group left. We go back to the bar. We're sitting there, and I said, one more. And he's like, well, I got to drive. I said, all right, I'm having one more. Because <laughs> <laughs> I live like a minute away from this place. I it was hot, bro. Yeah, yeah, I could walk there if I wanted to. And... So we're sitting at the bar, and there's a cute bartender who knows me, but she also knows my ex. And so I guess I laid it on thick with her, and she's like, aren't you still with Crystal? And I'm like, no, no, that's not a thing anymore. And Dave's like, dude, you have, like, what, what did he say? He, he was basically calling me out. He was like, dude, he, he was just, like, wide-eyed looking at me like, I can't believe this dude is saying this shit right now. I was on one. I'm, I'm, uh aggressively uh, pursuing I, and you know what <laughs> all I, opportunities <laughs> I think Dave needs to see that kind of action in in yeah get him out life. of his bubble yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah exactly you know Absolutely. I know he deals with a lot of people I didn't realize his store that he manages is right downtown by Union Station yeah. I had no idea yeah that's awesome yeah that's a bit it's like one of the biggest western wear stores out there it has to be with the amount of you know foot traffic that goes through that little area, those few blocks. And he said, like every Denver celebrity goes through there anytime they want to look like a cowboy. Dude, so. that's so awesome. Yeah, that is like for a sure. prime location. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Denver Union Union Station is right downtown in the heart of Denver. Yeah, yeah you walk to the baseball field, walk to yeah yep. anything. Coors Field is yep. a couple blocks away. Um, What's it called? Ball Arena, which used to be the Pepsi Center. Pepsi Center, where the now nuggets, Ball Arena. Nuggets and Avs play. That's a few blocks, what, north yep. of there. Coors Field is a few blocks south. Tons of restaurants, bars, all kinds of stuff going on. R- Rodizio right over there. Oh, man. You and I have rolled out of Rodizio a few times. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, It's a Brazilian steakhouse, folks. And they don't let you leave hungry. The meat sweats are a real thing. <laughs> they are a real thing. <laughs> we don't eat sides when John and I go in there. <laughs> we just have the little green green ticket or green block, whatever they give you. Go, go, and it go. just it keeps coming. Our buddy Brady, too, he's an animal. Yeah. He can put on a show at a Brazilian steakhouse, too. Mm-hmm. We've had some good times down there. But Anyways, uh, yeah, so Dave saw a different side of me. I'd love to have him come out again now that the season has started and get him drunk and try to get a deal out of him. <laughs> Don't tell him that this time. Ah, hey, man. All right. Lips are sealed. Yeah, not like he's going to hear this. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, reel it back in here. So, so the draft recap, Yeah. right? Okay. Now, again, everybody loves their team. 
All right. First, what I wanted to talk about was maybe a couple surprise picks. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to throw a few throw a few darts and, and see what sticks. First, first round, I have a slight surprise. Okay. But it's not a surprise in who picked this guy. I have Norm taking Saquon Barkley at seventh overall. Was that a surprise to you? I, I was surprised. I expected to see Saquon. I, I thought Norm would roll the dice that Saquon would fall back to him in a second. So, well, I, because he was looking at what? Austin Eckler there. He passed on Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs, Devonta Adams. Those are just a few of the names that he passed on and took Saquon. Now, I'll tell you this. Saquon was not making it past me in the second round. Yeah, My he, draft strategy going in, and you kind of knew this, it was definitely Devonte Adams. That was my guy at eleven. Yep, and um, Saquon Barkley fourteen. I was going to take Saquon over Kamara. Now, I didn't think Saquon was going to go. I should have thought differently, but Najee happened to be there. So, to me, it's, there you go, six of one, half a dozen. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So in the end, I was going Devonte Adams. I was hoping he'd get to me, and then back it up with a top tier running back in the second and it worked so but, yeah saquon really was the only out of place pick in the first round yeah I mean, everything else was pretty much on brand yep i agree i agree uh i have another surprise pick here okay um go to the sixth round 12th pick last pick of the sixth round so number 72 overall ricky took damian pierce now I understand there's this thing called a hype train <laughs> because he has gotten more hype than any player I can remember. Now, he's earned his hype with what he's shown in the preseason. He's looked good. He's looked really good. And the fact that they, you know, have since released Marlon Mack, he's clear cut their bell cow. Yes. There's, I mean, what, Rex Burkhead's going to compete? Sexy Rexy. For carries? I mean, come on. He is the guy. There's no question about it. So it's kind of like a catch-22 to me. I'm high on Damian Pierce, so I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I I think, you know, in the sixth round, 12th overall, that's a good spot for him to go if you're going to jump up and grab your guy. And Ricky's picking at, you know, the turn, so he kind of had to. Yep. I mean, he went Devonta Smith right afterwards, but J.K. Dobbins went after Damian Pierce. Rashad Penny went after Damian Pierce. Both those guys have question marks. Josh Jacobs, which a lot of people are low on this year, just because they everyone thinks it's going to be a committee with McDaniels. And I have to agree. Uh, Corderell Patterson, he went in the following round. So I guess my, my point is in the being a catch-22, it's like if you go back and you look at it, I mean, Kareem Hunt went after. Antonio Gibson went 91st. He went after, then James Cook. Um, I mean, I guess you could make an argument that Damian Pierce did go at a good place in our draft. I just felt like it was a little bit of a surprise. Sure. Maybe I'm talking myself out of this because, again, when you're at the turn, I know this picking the last two years at the turn. So did Ricky. That You got to take shots on guys. And he knew that. There was no way he was going to get back to him. Pierce was not getting back to him at pick 96, right? No, there's no way. Right. So I guess it's a good pick, but it looks on paper like he reached for him. But if it turns out this hype is real, or this hype has 
Could be a steal. Some weight behind it. Could be a steal, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, sticking with Ricky, I had another surprise pick. Unless, do you have any you want to throw out there? I'm good right now. Go ahead. He took the first kicker. At 11-1, 121st overall. The 11th round, he took a kicker. I know we were all shocked on draft night. I just wanted to make put a pin in that. Yeah, um, but you said Ricky was like, Drafting from the bathroom of a party or something, right? Maybe he was just filling in his starting lineup. I mean, as far as surprises go, maybe he was at a surprise party, so he had to be quiet, and he was like huddling in the corner in a dark (laughs) room waiting for the whoever the birthday boy was. He texted me Jacob. I don't know who Jacob is. I have no idea. Maybe Ricky can clarify who Jacob is. And why he's more important than the league. But he went to a birthday party the night of our football draft. Yeah. So, questionable. However, we'll circle back on that in a second. Okay. Um, the last surprise pick that I have is the fact that Norm waited so long for a quarterback. He took Tua in the 14th round. Sixth pick of the 14th round, 162nd player drafted. Oh, how mad was he that Dave took Derek Carr? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I'm just surprised that he waited that long. The 14th round? Norm, 14th round. Yeah, Derek Carr went right ahead of Tua. Mm-hmm. Right pick. ahead of Tua. But, he, man. So, hold on. He almost got away with it. Almost. Almost. And, and now he's got to tout Tua. And I'm sure he was looking, you know, sure. because he's got Tyreek. He's also got Jalen Waddle. He wanted the connect. And I get that. But, dude, he took... Miles Sanders in the 10th, Rondale Moore in the 11th, Nico Collins in the 12th, Dawson Knox in the 13th. You're telling me that you couldn't have taken your quarterback, understanding how valuable quarterbacks are in this league, in one of those four rounds? Mm -hmm. There's some good quarterbacks that got passed up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got picked in the 11th round, 11-2 by RJ. And I was, my next part of this is steals. I think that was a steal. I know it's RJ's second quarterback. Right. When the 13th round, Cousins and Lawrence went, I'd yeah. take both of those guys over yeah. to a... Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers in the 11th round, 122nd player taken. Kudos to RJ. I mean, that was his... Again, it's his second quarterback. It's insurance for Patty or trade bait, which it sounds like we're talking Norm and RJ into a deal right now because Tua is not going to win you a championship in this league. No. Sorry. But, I mean, if anybody's going to make the moves, I mean, Norm will be out there aggressively pursuing trades, I'm assuming, the minute week one is over. Absolutely. No question about it. And he's going to need to because Tua is not going to win you a championship. I agree. You could have had Aaron Rodgers in the 11th. That is a fucking steal. Back-to-back MVP. Granted, he doesn't have Devonta Adams anymore. They're still going to move the ball. That offensive line is awesome. Solid defense. People think they're going to be more of a ball control offense this year. Rodgers is still going to get his. Still going to get his. Even if he throws for like 280 and two touchdowns, it's still better than two is one touchdown and three picks. Sure. In a given week. 100%. I don't know. Maybe he went with the ceiling. Maybe he was forced into it, like you said, because Derek Carr got taken. Um, a couple other steals. Second round. 24th pick overall. The first quarterback was taken. Josh Allen. 
Now, is that surprising to you that quarterbacks? Man, I'm so on a fence right here. Um, yeah, it is obviously surprising in our league that nobody took a quarterback until essentially the third round, right? But we talked about it all offseason, like how deep quarterback was. Even the guys that would pick him in the first can wait until the third and get, you know, a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert. Because you did notice, as soon as Allen was off the board, it was Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes. Boom, right. boom, boom. Right. And then uh, in beginning of the fourth, I took Lamar. Lamar. Right. So, you know. It, so it still started second. earlier than traditionally. Just It was a little bit of a shock to see that first quarterback off the board in the 2-12, 3-1, whatever you right. want to call it. I had Josh Allen going in the first round. In a lot of my mocks. Yeah, but Norm fucked that all up with Saquon. Yep. I also thought Flipper might take Josh Allen yeah. in the first round. Yeah. Instead of and then Henry. I said to myself, okay, Josh Allen makes it all the way to Rich. Rich is definitely taking Josh Allen with one of his picks. I guess he went against what he did last year because he admitted to me, and I'm sure he told you the same, after the season, it was tough to watch Bills games yeah. and just be a Bills fan because yeah. you're rooting he so... so emotionally invested in his team and his team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I mean, that's got to be tough because you've got their two best players and you're, like, wanting them to do well, but then as a fan, I mean, that's tough. So maybe I didn't think that all the way through, but I, I think everybody thought Josh Allen was going to go to Rich yeah. if he made it there. Yep. But he slipped through the cracks. Um, I have another pick here, and this is a guy that just has been sliding down boards. Antonio Gibson, eighth round, seventh pick in the eighth round, 91st overall to fill. Now, obviously, Brian Robinson was deemed the number one. And then the carjacking, robbery, I don't know. I still don't know all the details. I do. You do? Yeah. All right. Antonio Gibson's people shot him up. Well... That would make sense. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that would be terrible, but it would also <laughs> it would make a lot of sense because Homeboy was returning kickoffs. God, that had to be salty as fuck. I man. mean, you're playing behind J, J, what is his name? J McKissick? J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick. Thank JD. you. It's like, dude, you got to, you know, you got to call your shot. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. In order to get your spot back. It's just too bad because Antonio Gibson, he's got a ring. You know, he was on my team at the end of the season last year. Solid player and just can't hold on to the ball. It's too bad. Uh, I got a couple others real quick, and yeah. then we'll, we'll, we'll roll on. Um, I have Robert Woods, which I believe was Nick's first wide receiver. That is Nicky's wide receiver one, okay. Robert Woods. So that is not a steal, but where he got Robert Woods in the draft is a steal. Sure. Ninth I could, round. I can agree that, that the time of that pick for Robert Woods was good. I can't get on board with taking your first wide receiver in the ninth round. Because in my opinion, and I mean opinions are like assholes, everyone has one and they all stink. But like I and it's something we talked about. And one of the reasons I went so wide receiver heavy is I truly feel like after that ninth, tenth round you're really picking wide receivers that you can get off of the waiver wire at any point in time during the season. Sure. Or rookies with high upside. Sure. You know. So 
I mean, I agree. I I just can't see myself in a situation where I'm just waiting on wide receivers so long that Woods is my first guy in the ninth. Yeah, and and historically Nick is you know running back guy, but yeah, more balanced approach. Right. And this year, with Robert Woods as your one, that's tough. Now again, getting Robert Woods, who is the number one in Tennessee, coming back off an ACL, but they say he's healthy, he looks good. Now, I don't expect him to be a wide receiver one in our league. Sure. But in the ninth round, he's a solid flex play, maybe wide receiver three, you know, top 36 wide receivers. Yep. And you got him in the ninth round, 100 overall, which is great value. It just sucks that it's his number one wide receiver. <laughs> right, right, right. I Team don't understand makeup. why he waited so long. Again, just like Norm, Nick passed on solid options all throughout because Uh you and I obviously we talk a lot and we talked about those what they call the running back dead zone yeah and what rounds three three through five yeah three three through five three through six a ton of receivers in those rounds I mean those are the receiver fertile zones yeah and I mean year after year last year I picked Cooper Cup in the fourth yeah you know you're constantly finding great value there in wide receivers Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm do you see Looking back, and take a moment to look, do you see a draft pick in here where you could say, okay, this guy could be um, wide, like a like a Cooper Cup, someone that was taken in the fourth, fifth round? Yeah, let's take a look at it. I, I mean, you know, all the shows that we listen to on podcasts, they've all been running through the scenarios of who really realistically has the best chance of being a Cooper Cup this season. And it... People are pointing to Allen Robinson, obviously, in L.A. as one of the guys. Um, people are pointing at uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, new quarterback, a huge upgrading quarterback, and, you know, middling rounds. That's one of the guys. I think it's Cortland Sutton. You took I my mean, guy. <laughs> oh, my bad. We didn't we didn't rehearse this beforehand. We didn't write this out, but I agree with you. Yeah, Cor- I'll let you say why. I mean, the obvious quarterback upgrade from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson is primarily the big reason but I mean Sutton had so many productive seasons under Drew Locke that it's hard to see him going anywhere but almost to the moon with Russell Wilson there Mm -hmm. you know and all reports are that he is Russell Wilson's number one he's he's received the most targets in camp he's looked great fully a full year recovered from the ACL yeah he he's ready to go yep has you know the skill set the size, now the quarterback, uh-huh. and surrounding pieces where you can't just go, you know, focus on Cortland Sutton because other guys will burn no. you. The, and let me ask you a question. I mean, Cortland Sutton could very easily turn into a DK Metcalf, and he was what a fir- end of the first round pick last year yeah. with attached to Russ. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're seeing different results with what he's when now attached to Drew Locke and um, Gino and, and Gino, yeah. yeah. But Cortland's got as much potential as anybody in the league as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Now, do I think the Broncos as a team are overrated? Yes, I do. Okay. I, 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 I don't I, think they're as good as people think they are. I do Especially not, being out here. I do here, not. Right. I don't like the Broncos. I'm not a Broncos fan. When Peyton was here, I just hated the team. I think this team's as good as it's been in... Since they won the world the Super Bowl, and what was that, sixteen? 
Peyton Manning. No, 14. I think it was 2014. 15, 14, somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Man, it was just Manning's before last I got hurrah. Here. Yeah, it was just before I got here. But yeah, I agree with that. They have they have a squad. There's no question about it, but they're also in the toughest uh, toughest division uh-huh. in that AFC West. Um, I I don't mind the Broncos. I try to root for the home team, obviously, when I'm you know not watching the Giants. But you put on local sports radio around <laughs> here, I'm exhausted of it. I shut it off. I, I listen to my podcasts instead. That, I, I, I have understand. To. It's nauseating. I don't like the Broncos as, you know, they're not my team. But, but that's all they talk about. Oh. They don't talk about anything else going on in the league. And my God, they're Super Bowl champions already here. Yeah. Do you listen to the uh, Pat McAfee show? Uh, not podcast? enough. I spot here and there. Oh, man, it's hilarious. It's yeah. awesome. And very high energy guy. I love very that. high energy. Yeah. When you're driving in the early morning like I do, that's that gets you up. Okay. Gets you going. Okay. For sure. I'm usually a day behind because right. I'll listen to yesterday's show. This morning, sure. Yeah, yeah, this morning. But um, I, I'm i a fan. It may not be for everybody, you know, the way he delivers information, but he gets to information. He's got great guests, a lot of information, and high energy, like you said. And it's fun. And I'm a fun guy, John. I'm a fun guy. Excuse me. All right, moving on. Um you want to wrap on the draft? Well, who do you think had the best draft? Besides yourself. You can't pick yourself. Pick a team. Any team. So, I mean, as always, McKeever's got a very solid team. Not surprised by that. I was actually surprised looking at Simple Dave's Buckfutters when I know. I mean, he didn't go crazy with running backs this time. You know, and his team looks so much more balanced than it did the last couple of seasons. So uh, I like what he did there. Um, let's see. I'm having internet issues. Hold on. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Boom. And now we're back. All what right. do you know? What do you know? Simple Dave's Buckfutters. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. I can't help it. Hopefully the rest of the league, do they know the story behind this? I I know that they can't assume that Dave named his own team that. No, definitely not. So Rich and Dave had a bet last year. Yes. Okay, and what, what was the player that was involved? Or two players? Two it was one player. One it player. was Antonio Gibson will finish the season as a top six running back. And neither of them had Antonio Gibson. No, neither one of them did. It was just something that on draft night they just kind of bickered about for a second. And so ripped. the loser of this bet, so John, or excuse me, Dave, bet that he would finish in the top six. Yes, because obviously he finished outside the top six. Yes, Rich won the bet, and if Rich won the bet, he gets to name Dave's team name for this year. Correct. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. And so he came up with Simple Dave's Buckfutters and called me up. And it's one of the controls in the league settings that I don't have. I can't change someone's name or their logo. I can lock it, but I can't change it. So Rich, I thought I could. Rich contacts me. He's like, dude, this is what we need to do. This is the team name. I need you to do this. (laughs) And so... What was his name? Simple Jack, right? Simple Jack. Yeah. Simple Jack from uh, what? Tropic Thunder. Thank you. Yeah. Tropic Thunder. That 
movie. Simple Jack was Ben Stiller's character played you know this was the movie where a bunch of actors got together and you know got caught up in a real war right but Ben Stiller's character played an actor who had also played this simple Jack yeah once you and go full retard don't go full <laughs> retard that's what it would don't go full retard you never go full retard <laughs> Tom uh, Hanks yeah Forrest Gump he's yeah. simple he's not a full retard full retard <laughs> <laughs> that movie is great. If you haven't seen it, uh, Tropic Thunder is a must. It's watch. not for the kids, and, but it's a good one. And it's awful the first time you watch it, but it gets better every time. Every time, so, Tom Cruise in that movie was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he was. He was the very last scene right before the credits. Yeah, I think the credits start rolling, and, and he's then dancing. they cut. Yeah, yeah, then they cut to that scene. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. So we've got a picture of Simple Jack. And he named his team Simple Dave's Butt Fuckers. Buck, buck <laughs> Futters. Buck Futters. Listen, you've got to get this right. Rich is not calling him a butt fucker. No, no, no. I, I'm going to fuck this up many times buck this year. Buck Futters. I can tell wait, already. wait. I fucked it up. <laughs> See? <laughs> now, now it's going to be stuck. Um, uh, no, I. so getting back to this, Dave has a good team. I just don't think he has a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Allen Robinson is his number one. Yeah. He has depth. I mean, DK's down there in his, in his uh, flex, along with Javante Williams. I think that's just camouflage right now because Naheem Hines is starting yeah, running back. I, I think that's a timing thing. You but know, Javante plays on Monday night, so slide how, him into flex. How much does Dave like Jalen Hurts? <laughs> <laughs> Dave loves Jalen Hurts, bro. <laughs> like... Dave loves Jalen Hurts. We, Dave, Dave and I had mock draft here and there, and I'll tell you what, we did a mock draft the night before our real draft. And, like, I had picked A.J. Brown and early in the draft, and everybody knows I, I love the connect. I didn't end up with one, but I love the connect, right? So I had A.J. Brown at round two, and, you know, comes back around to me at the beginning of round five. And I, Dave had it in his mind, circled. Fifth round, Jalen Hurts, lock it in, right? And I picked before him, and man, I in the mock draft, I took Jalen Hurts, and he got unhinged. I've never seen Dave unhinged before. And he's like, what? You you took Jay? Why would you take Jalen Hurts? And like... <laughs> Dude, it's a mock draft. A mock, right? <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, he was probably a little tired and just a little off. You know, sure, we, we sure. all have those moments. Sure. But man, I was like, Dave, I knew you liked Jalen Hurts. I didn't know you loved Jalen Hurts. Well, good for Dave because he did get Jalen Hurts. In the fifth, right? And, and you Dang. know he was staring at me. Like, I had to have laser beams on my face after taking A.J. Brown. Like, this motherfucker in the fifth better not do it. He gets quiet. <laughs> he gets quiet. He's like, scary quiet. This motherfucker. Yeah. That's all I can think is going yeah. through. This motherfucker. He was just sitting there sipping on his brews, his Belgian whites. <laughs> and he was just... He was quiet the entire draft. Yeah, he had he had a couple of the drinks too, man. We, we were oh, all oh, a that's right, shitty. that's right. We had a few whiskeys that night. Yeah, well, whiskey biz came out. Yeah, whiskey busy. Yep, for sure. Um, I like Phil's team. Phil's Phil's got a pretty good team. I don't like seeing Russell Gage starting right now, but if you look, he's got pieces to move Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, both as flex. I 
I already reached out to Phil about Leonard Fournette, and you know I definitely have some thick wide receivers. So, Flipper, you got my digits, man. Reach out and do the right thing. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, he's got the Cortland Sutton Russ connect. I love that connect. You're not gonna, you're not gonna pull that anything away from him. No, there. I don't expect to. I yeah. literally, I'm looking. I, I need a running back. He needs a receiver. I feel like we could match up and get something done. Yeah. He also so. he also scored James Robinson in the tenth round, hundred and fifteenth overall, and uh, there's a report today saying James Robinson is a hundred percent ready to go, will be active week one, and what, what? How does that dynamic work in Jacksonville? Because all off season you're hearing about Etn and how talented he is and how ready he is to take over the number one role in Jacksonville. It's a new. Look, offense, complete new, you know, obviously new coaching staff. I I take nothing away from James Robinson, the football player, but I think this is ETN season because James Robinson is coming off that ACL. Achilles. Achilles. I'm sorry. It's even worse. Right. And it's it's never the year they come back from an Achilles. It's always the, the second year back that's really. If you ever come back. So. That's, that's a, that could be a career. Career ender, hundred percent, and I mean the fact that he's back. God bless him. Seven but months. Yeah, I mean Eight I, months. I would probably did great insurance policy, but you know, yeah, I mean if Etn goes down, you got Robinson, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. He's he's also got Kenny Galladay in his yeah. roster, like bro. Hey, can we talk about a draft pick real quick? Yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, please, Rich. Yeah, what Rich do? Benny fucking Snell. Uh, Is this guy even still in the league? I believe he did make the 53. Okay. I believe his name is in the depth chart. I haven't looked. Is he returning kicks? He, he might be in a special team. But Antonio, we don't get points for that tackles. Antonio Gibson rule. Yeah. We don't get points for tackles, though. If you're the gunner, <laughs> you're working on the kickoff team. Doesn't. Sorry, Rich. All right. So, yeah, no Benny Snow. But he did unload that problem pretty quick. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Traded him as a drop, and that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ricky... After the draft, they you know put out the draft recap, and Ricky is supposed to go fourteen zero. That's what happens when you take that kicker, man. The eleventh eleventh round the kicker. Al- the algorithm loves Justin Tucker. Well, you got to say. I mean, so does Ricky. Oh yeah, yeah. He loves Tucker. There, there's a. I don't know if Ricky loves Tucker as much as he loves uh, Kelly Clarkson, but it's pretty close. I want to say. Okay. It, okay. It's, it's in the ballpark. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out where is everyone. There it is. Birthday cupcake. I will say this. Rick had a great draft. Yeah, of course. He dude. did. He starts, he starts off with Cooper Cup. Let's, let's kind of transition into transactions because okay. you and Ricky did a deal yep. right before the draft Yep. where you were at the three pick. He, he obviously had the one pick. You guys swapped first rounders, sprinkled in a couple other swaps. How'd that deal work out? What What was the deal? Yeah, because you moved up to one. Give me your thoughts on that. Why did you move up to one? What What made you hesitant to stay at three? I know you had your heart set on Justin Jefferson. You've yeah. been telling me that for weeks. I I, I mean, I, I'll be real. When we did the draft poll and I ended up with number three, I locked in on Justin Jefferson. And at that point, you know, in ADPs, he was going seven or eight. And I was like, that's my dude. You know, I even recall... At the draft pull that night, Norm was seven, going, oh, shit, Justin Jefferson, and thinking, <laughs> nope. 
He right? won't. He won't be there. And as we were getting closer to the draft, I I genuinely had Ricky on Jonathan Taylor, right? Okay. One of the big running backs, but um, I I know RJ loves his veteran wide receivers. Sure. And you know someone like Justin Jefferson, I really feel like fit into what RJ was looking for, and I didn't want to risk not having my guy. You know, I I put my heart on it in April, and I stayed steady with it. There there were a couple of weeks that I was like, well, I mean, I'm a three. What about CMC? But aside from that, I was locked in on Jefferson as my 1-1 one, one sure. for a while. And, you know, when I reached out to Ricky, I had no idea what to expect. But, you know, to realize that, you know, he, he understood. He was only moving back two spots. So he's still likely getting one of his guys. Sure. I didn't have to give up a whole lot more to move up. Right. You know, I moved down three picks twice to move up two picks in the first. So I didn't feel like it was a... I was getting bent over the coals to move up for my guy. Yeah, because leading up to that trade, Ricky had first said Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's my guy, yep. right? Yes. Weeks, weeks and weeks ago. Yes. Then it transitioned to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's my guy uh-huh. at one. Uh-huh. And then behind closed doors, he said to me, don't tell anybody, I'm going CMC. And I said, okay, okay. that's a great pick. Now, yeah. I don't know if that was smoke screening. You know, because he knows you and I talk. I, I, I think no it was. Idea. I reached out to him after. And I was like, hey, man, you know, curiosity got the best of me. What what were you doing? Yeah, what at, did he say? What were you doing at 1-1 if we don't make this trade? Okay. And he responded within a minute and said 1,000% he was Cooper Cup 1-1. Wow. So okay. um, I, I believe him. And I, I also reached out to RJ, who said that if Cooper Cup was gone... He was locked in on one of the two running backs. Okay. So it sounds like ultimately I didn't have to move up. Right. But my first five draft picks were exactly who I was looking at the entire time. So you were able to hit on all your targets in the first five. I hit, yes, okay. all of my high-end target, too. I wanted to walk away with Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, my fourth round pick, I ended up taking A.J. Dillon, but I was also very open to the idea of if there were a couple of more wide receivers that fell, I would have loved a D.J. Moore or a Cortland Sutton to fall to me at that point, sure. which obviously they didn't. So I moved over to um, to A.J. Dillon, but I was locked, just like Dave was locked in on the fifth round on um, Jalen Hurts, I was locked in on the fifth round on Rashad Bateman. Okay. So, word. Yeah. I so I literally I moved up, but everything worked out exactly as I would have. Sands maybe a DJ Moore or Cortland Sutton falling to me, which they shouldn't have because as I told you privately, let's say things had gone crazy wide receiver early, I would have been just as comfortable as I was as I am right now with Jefferson, Brown, and Pittman. I would have been just as comfortable leaving the third round with Jefferson, Mike Williams, and Cortland Sutton. All day. Right? Like, so, so I had tons of options at that point. And yeah, I, it just, everything worked out exactly as I thought it would. Okay. And right on. So how, how did the rest of that deal work? So you each got your guy. It was basically Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson for, Cooper, for Cup. Cooper Cup. In the next round, Second Ricky round. took... Uh, he took Camara. He took Camara. 
where I took A.J. Brown. Okay, so Kamara for Brown. And then in the fifth, it was Elijah Mitchell for A.J. Dillon. No, you got... He took oh, Elijah sorry. Moore at the AJ end of Dillon. four, correct. and I took A.J. Dillon 5-1. Correct, correct. Okay. So I got Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and A.J. AJ Dillon, Dillon. And he got Cup, Kamara, and Elijah Mitchell. I think it's a pretty good deal. I think it was fair all around, and I think every one of us ended up with exactly who we were going after at that point. Yeah, I mean, when you're dropping only two picks, it's It's, not the end of the world, but you went up to make sure that you had your guy, which I respect. I get it. Um, The deal just went down. Literally live on the air. Literally we're live on the air. Well, this is a good transition because we are in the middle of talking about transactions. So, let's see. Um, we just got hey, interrupted by the dogs. What's up, boss? <laughs> Keenan <laughs> Allen, Robbie Anderson to Mr. Fingers for Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Okay, hold on. Let's digest this real quick. Zeke and Pollard for Keenan Allen and Robin. Robbie Anderson? Nikki. Oh, boy. Nikki, you just got raped. You think giving up Zeke and Pollard to get Keenan Allen and Robbie Anderson is getting raped? When you have Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard for Keenan Allen is rape. We don't even need to talk about Robbie Anderson in this deal. He's a throw-in. He's a, he's a leaguer. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, he'll sit on Nick's roster with his fucking four wide receivers. So, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the, literally Robbie Anderson, the name, does nothing for me in that deal. Yeah. But Zeke and Pollard? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Nick Nick gave up a little bit there. Uh, I agree. Getting the connect, you're always going to pay for it, for sure. You're always going to maybe pay a little premium. Yeah. But... I feel like RJ definitely got a slight edge. I don't think it's a huge rape. You know, it really depends on how you feel about the Dallas. I so team. I I actually I like the Dallas backfield. I think Zeke. What do you think of their offense? Well, as a whole, but I finish your comment about Zeke and then talk about the offense as a whole. I have my opinions too. Okay, Zeke's healthy, so I think they're going to push him hard, especially at the beginning of the season. And as far as Dallas, I don't see them changing really a whole lot. They were top of the league in pace of play last year and I would not hesitate to see any difference this year and I do think that Pollard is more of a working piece in the lineup where you could flex Pollard almost every time this year and you're playing Robbie Anderson in an emergency here's my concern no Amari Cooper both of their starting tackles from last year are gone okay Uh, one for injury one in free agency it's a sure. different offensive line. I mean, they're bringing Jason Peters out of fucking retirement. Yeah. Just to work on the practice squad for a couple of weeks to get into game shape. They're on the struggle bus. Now, you know I'm not a Cowboys fan. That's yep. that's my heart talking, being a Giants fan. I think they're in for a rude awakening this year, and I do not – I faded – I told Rich this yesterday via text. I said I faded everybody Cowboys. Wasn't touching them. Sure. I'm just off that train. I feel like there's going to be a chance where they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than they'll be running, and that's where Tony Pollard will come in. 
handy more I, so than Zeke. Zeke's caught passes his entire career. That doesn't scare me at all. Dak and Zeke love each other. You know, I'm pretty sure there's Dak, a, yeah. Dak pushes Zeke shit in a little bit. There's a brohood or brotherhood for sure. You know, <laughs> a bromance. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I listen. I'm not going to sit here and say the Giants are going to win the NFC East. That's not what I'm saying. I think the NFC East is a bad division. I think the Eagles are And clearly, likely it's Philadelphia's to lose. They're clearly the best team on paper. Certainly things can happen, sure. injuries and whatnot. Um, I'm just down on Dallas this year. I'll make a bold prediction right now. The New York Giants go into Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Walk out winners. We're going to beat Dallas in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Now, I have my reasons, more so than just football reasons, but it's going to happen. Okay. I'm, mark, I'm cheering for you. Mark my words. Okay. Um, yeah, RJ got, a, RJ got a deal, but I don't think it's as big of a rape as maybe you or the rest of the league think. I, th- I think it's pretty rapey. I, I don't. Do. But I've also, like, I... And we talked about this too. I'm lower on Keenan Allen than I am Mike Williams. So like, sure. And where RJ took Keenan Allen, he could have had certainly Mike Williams. He yep. could have had Cortland Sutton. He yep. could have had some of these other guys that we've yep. been talking about. But tell, Keenan Allen tell is just me steady. I didn't nail that pick to the fucking cross. You did call it. I weeks told ago. you. Guys, I told you guys that was his second round pick. No question. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean, I was just gonna say as far as. My early round draft, you and I had talked, and I, I nailed it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think Mike Williams would be there in the third. I, I was going to go Cortland Sutton. Sure. Because I thought Mike Williams was going to be gone. Right. But I have Mike Williams a little higher than Cortland Sutton because of that offense uh-huh. and because of the shootouts. I think they're both – I mean, it's like 1A, 1A. You yep. know, it, pick your poison. Uh, I like the fact that they both play in the AFC West. Yep. Nonetheless, long story short, and then I said to you, if Lamar is there, I'm going to pass on him in the third, and I'm going to snipe him in the fourth if Rich doesn't take him. Because I thought all along Rich was going to have Josh Allen on his team in the first or second pick. Right. 12-13 overall. Yeah, it, it seemed like a But I no stuck brainer. to that strategy. Once I got Devontae and I got the top-tier running back, I said, okay, another wide receiver. If Lamar is there. He's mine. All right, let's finish up these last two trades. Okay. We've got, uh, let's talk about the Houston happy endings trading CD Lamb and Trash to the crypto gazillionaires for Chris Godwin, George Kittle, and James Cook. Yeah. Certainly CD Lamb's the best player in the deal. We're not sure how how, uh, effective Chris Godwin's going to be. I'm a George Kittle guy. I love George Kittle. And James Cook looks like the real deal because it looks like since Carl dropped Benny Snell and Evan Ingram, it was essentially CeeDee Lamb for Godwin, Kittle, and Cook. Right. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think Rich got a good deal and a lot of value for CeeDee Lamb. I do think he got the value out of it. You know, I I looked at it weird the first time, and I I just saw Mike Evans, and I was like, whoa, that's a fucking – he killed Carl. Yeah. Then I saw it was Godwin, and I was like, whoa, Carl killed Rich. And then, you know, after settling on it, it, Carl got the best player, and Rich got the best value. Mm -hmm. You know, that's and that's how so many deals work out. It goes back to what I was just saying about fading the Cowboys. I I don't know. There's just something in me that says I just can't trust the Cowboys this year. I mean, shit, Dak Prescott went 
ninth round in our draft, 12th pick of the ninth round, 108th overall. Right. I mean, that's just absurd. So I think a lot of the league is concerned, even though C.D. Lamb was one of Rich's first two picks at that first uh, one-two turn. Um, I think Rich got a a slight edge in the deal just because of my own personal beliefs in Dallas. I could be wrong, though, you know? The other deal that went down earlier this week, excuse me, was a deal between me and you. Yeah. How do you feel about that deal? Um, I speak I, freely. I gave I gave up a little bit of ass to get the guy I wanted, right? Okay. Like I gave I feel like you got the edge in the deal a little bit, but I got my guy. I mean, Mike Williams was in my fucking on my list as the number thirteen wide receiver, and I wanted that AFC West shootout guy. I think that he's gonna be Herbert's number one this year. He's so, a beast. Right. Big and, Mike is a beast. And, you know, I gave up guys that I had a lot of belief in. You know, I I had a ton of belief in both A.J. Dillon and Rashad Bateman. Okay. Right? Yeah. We're gave both high you, on Bateman. Right. Gave you the connect. Yep. Right? Yep. So, Lazard, I, I mean. Lazard, Moster, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, those were the rounding outs of mm-hmm. the deal. Whatever. Moster so. gives you a little insurance to handcuff. Um, right. Edwards, but so I, I ended up with Kareem Hunt and Mike Williams basically for the for, for AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, and well, yeah, in a way, but who knows? They're saying Mostert might be the goal line back, so he may be you may be able to start both backs on a week where you have buys, or we'll see. But again, it's insurance in case something does happen to Chase, and we know watching Chase the last couple of years, he gets nicked up, yep, he'll be out a game or two, and yep. that's where Mostert will be a start for you. Um, I mean, I, I love the deal for my team. Naturally, I get to connect with Bateman. I love A.J. Dillon. You and I talked a lot about A.J. Dillon before the draft. I mean, And realistically, Kareem Hunt and A.J. Dillon are pretty much the same guy where A.J. Dillon's got all the promise and Kareem Hunt's, you know, nicked up here and there. Sure. Just like, you know, just a little old veteran guy. Sure. You know. And in so. the situation that they're in, although it's similar on the outskirts, it's different in the fact that the Packers should have a much better offense and Jacoby Brissett is starting for Cleveland. Yeah. So and maybe they run the ball more, you know, and that's why I drafted Kareem Hunt. I think A.J. Dillon's going to be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. I do too. And it sounds like Alan Lazard's not going to play week one, which makes me believe that they're going to just run two back sets. Um, maybe even where Aaron Jones is running out of the slot and A.J. Dillon is running a single back set. Um, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers is going to move the ball, bro. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to. He's going to move the ball. Um, cool. All right, well, that's pretty much the transactions. What we're going to do now is we're going to go into a week one preview and then we're going to wrap this puppy up. Yeah, we should blow through this. We're at 55 minutes right now. Yeah, I know guys, want they love hearing our voices though. <laughs> Especially Jeff. They missed us. Gay is my strength, Jeff. Gay is my strength. <laughs> How classic was that? That's he, his draft. He went recap. from the best team name, yeah, Jeff, yeah. to the best team name. Yeah, Gay is my strength. Well, <laughs> and you know where he got it from, right? Yeah, that yeah. was that was the strong point of his team. Yeah, of on his the recap. team on the recap was his kicker, Matt Gay, was the strength of his team, the kicker. Of all players. Gay is your strength, Jeff. Yep, yep. You've got this. As we all know, the first three weeks, 
we're doing division matchups, okay? And so don't talk to me about the damn schedule. I'm already going to throw my computer if someone brings it up. Having to enter the schedule manually multiple times. And no, I don't use an Excel spreadsheet. I like to write it all out. So no U-turns, that's me. Going up against gay is my strength. Jeff and I always, we always have, you know, the last few years, we've had good teams in the playoff hunt. End of last year, he uh, he was able to take the division from me in the last couple weeks. And so, yeah, there's there's definitely a little chip on my shoulder. Even though I've got the belt, my team's coming back for vengeance. And I have to tell you, you know, this is going to be a battle. He, he's got some good matchups. That Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game certainly is huge because he's got Joe Burrow and Joey Mixon. Obviously, I have uh, Najee Harris, so that that's going to be a big game. And then we have the two pass catchers for Chicago. Matter of fact, I have Justin Fields on my bench, and I did that just to spite Jeff. <laughs> I did. That was a spite pick. I'm like, I need a quarterback. Fuck it. I'll take Justin Fields. I thought Komet was your spite pick. No. No, no, no. I was hoping I'd steal him. So this was weeks before the draft. Jeff and I had a conversation where we were like, what's the percentage chance that Cole Komet ends up on one of our two teams? And I said a million percent. One of us. He went to Notre Dame. He's a Bears fan. Or obviously, McKeever's a Bears fan. He had 94 targets last year in a putrid offense. That's pretty damn good for a tight end on the rise. And how many touchdowns did he have, John? Zero. Zero. So the positive touchdown regression has got to be in play. Listen to you with all these buzzwords. You've been listening to some podcasts. All day. Positive regression. Yeah. Right. Positive touchdown positive regression. Positive touchdown regression. Yeah. Yep. I put that one in my back pocket. I scribbled it on a sheet, sheet of paper, <laughs> so I don't fuck it up like a mom on the lee. <laughs> anyway. Oh, fuck. So are you beating Jeff or not? Yeah, I'm beating Jeff. Okay. One and oh. Let's right. go. Moving on. All right. So we got to skip that second matchup. All right, John. Who, loser Bowl legend playing Mr. Fingers. You versus Nikki. I, How do you feel? I, I feel a lot better now that he's got Robbie Anderson in the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. He's got him in the flex right now. That'll change. That'll change. He's got to put Palmer in there. I, I mean, Maybe. They're the same kind of guy. Oh, my God. Nikki's bench is awful. Of course, he's carrying two defenses on his bench. And God, he's got three fucking gangster defenses. Oh, no. I mean, three of the top ten defenses, but you can only start one. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anybody tell him we shortened the bench this year? He hasn't figured that out in three years, but he's gone to the fucking finals three <laughs> years in a row. So maybe there's something to it. Sure. I don't know. Maybe not drafting a wide receiver until what? Round nine? nine? Round nine. That's the secret. It's never been the secret. I told before. you we we did our ESPN draft the other night, and I had nine wide receivers by the end of it. Nine. Nikki didn't draft his first one until halfway through the draft. I, I drafted one team. Like I'm I'm only in three teams this year. And yeah. One team that I drafted that's got nobody involved in it. I I ended up not looking at the rosters of what we had, and I picked like heavy wide receiver because it was full point PPR. Yeah. They've only got two wide receivers and one flex. I got Cortland Sutton on the bench. He's your four. <laughs> He's my fucking four. That's stupid. Who's in this league? How do I get in it? That it, there's no money involved. It was it was with Gorman. There's no money? No. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, I thought come on. 
You're doing a league for free. I I'm donating very little brain power to this okay. league. Obviously, when Cortland Sutton's your four on your bench. Um, he does have C Mac, bro. I mean, he definitely got the edge on you in running backs. Yeah. Let's see what Trey Lance does. Let's see what kind of game that San Francisco Chicago game is. I'm for you know my own personal reasons hoping that Chicago's down late and they got a dink and dunk to Cole Komet. Um again, Jeff's got Mooney. But anyways, back to Trey Lance. How do you feel about Trey Lance? Obviously he sniped him, he's your starting quarterback. You know, that that's one of the weirdest picks for me in my draft because that was something I never envisioned myself with. Um, there were a couple of situations where I envisioned myself with Herbert in the two three turn, which You that, talked about that, yeah. Yeah. And that was if it wasn't Herbert, I was looking for like a tenth round Kirk Cousins, which Cousins went in the thirteenth, so it would have been available to me. Um, but when I'm when I was tearing out my quarterbacks, I actually have Lance higher than a couple of guys that would probably shock people. And it's all due to his running potential, you know? So it just came to a point in the draft where I needed a quarterback. There was still a couple guys that could have picked quarterback and he was the bottom of that tier of the running quarterbacks. I don't like him as much as Jalen hurts. Okay. But I think they're the same kind of guy. I see that. Right. Like, I think he's surrounded by more weapons than Hertz was last year. Yes. You know, and maybe even this year, if you total everybody. Yep. um, Certainly bringing in A.J. Brown improved Philadelphia, but San Francisco's got weapons. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, the running game. He's got to connect with Ayuk. They lived together all offseason. They worked out, and and it shows because they have tremendous connection. Hey, stop talking about that, Dave. We need to holler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you need to get a connect. I mean, I, I'm i looking at this. The, the fact you have four absolute stud wide receivers. Yeah. And now his number one is Keenan Allen. Okay, so he saw the hole. He's he's trying to fix it. Jahan Dotson's a rookie, but they're going against Washington. Who knows? Jah- um, Jahan Dotson is with Washington. They're playing Jacksonville. Did I say Washington? Yeah. I meant they're playing Jacksonville. I got you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Who knows how that game may go? I'm not a Carson Wentz believer. So, but then again, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Washington team. I, I really don't. Jacksonville as well with the new coaching staff, ETM being back. All these wide receivers they brought in, Zay Jones and just the, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, you know, it's it just yeah, Evan Ingram, even if he ever catches the ball. There's just. Too much turnover. I don't know what to think of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I give you the edge. I do. How do you feel? You feel confident? Yeah, I mean, dude's got a squad. You know, it's never going to be easy beating a team that's got Herbert and Herbert. McCaffrey, yeah. right? It's definitely top-heavy. You know, I mean, right. now he's got the connect. But I do think that, like, when you start looking down my lineup, I think I will have a little bit of an edge just with the depth I've got on my team. And if Trey Lance has... Even just twenty points, I think you you know you win this week. Yep, I do. Uh, next is goats and hoes versus crypto godzillionaires. Goats and hoes. So Phil goats versus Carl. This is a good matchup too. I gotta tell you. Um, certainly, Phil. I, I'm not even looking at projections because the projections on NFL are just so out of whack. Yes. You, you can't even pay attention to it. But uh, obviously, Phil has Russ Wilson. And Cortland Sutton connect. That's the big Monday night game. 
Um, you know, Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, strong backfield. Uh, Carl's got Stafford playing on Thursday night, but Carl's got some thick receivers. He's got yes, yeah, Jamar Chase, CD, Mike Evans, CD. He just picked up. Thielen, Thielen is solid. Ramondre is also. This is going to be a good matchup. This is a pick'em, I think. I really do. I, I can't be swayed either way. Just looking at these names, I lean Carl just because Phil can't win in Week One. Yeah, it it's going to come down to how, how good Henry and Jones do compared to Connor and Chubb. Because I give the edge in wide receivers to Carl and Flex as well. Flex Thielen Stevenson over Fournette and Gibson. Yeah, I think so. I go the other way. I go. I lean Lenny and Gibby there. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad that we disagree on something. Yeah. I just I I'm staring at this Russell Gage. It's just ugh, bro, rough. That is a little pukey, but he could always throw Kenny Kenny G in there. Yeah, solid. The mannequin. Solid. Solid. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. He he drafted Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard may not even play week one. I mean, I know he's back from his Achilles, but... Okay, Simple Dave's Buck Futters. I got it right that time. You did. You slowed it down. I you did. read it as you were saying it. <laughs> I had to. Good job. Versus Statement Season. Dave versus Norm. Let's take a look here. We talked about it before. Dave's got Jalen Hurts, Eckler. He's got Hines in the starting lineup right now. I don't know if that's going to stay. Allen Robinson, Ayuk, Elijah Moore, Mark Andrews, which was a second-round pick, DK Metcalf, Javante Williams as flexes. Those are strong flex. He he probably could swap something out, move Javante up and, and snag another flex. He's got Njoku on the bench. And then Norm. We talked about Norm taking Tua in the 14th round. Saquon, Brees Hall, Christian Kirk, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Rondale Moore. He's got Kyle Pitts. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. This is this is going to be tough, too. Um, you know, everyone's such a believer in Jalen Hurts taking that step this year. They play at Detroit. We've all watched the hard knocks. Detroit's a gritty group. Fighting Dan Campbell's, baby. Yeah, but they're playing at home against Philly. This could, I don't know. You know, and then Tua's playing home against New England. So New England's got to go down there and play in some heat in the swamp. That's that's tricky too. Dave, Dave's got what I what we like to refer to as that Monday night advantage, though, where Dave's got DK Metcalf and Javante playing on Monday night. Yeah, the closers. Yeah, yeah. And then it looks like Norm. Everybody except Saquon and Rondale Moore play in the early game on Sunday. That's huge. Yeah, that's usually a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I give the edge to Dave. Solid edge. The projections agree with you at 112 for Norm and 128 for Dave. Yeah, whatever. Don't care about projections, but thank you for having my back there, John. It's it's Brees Hall there, man. Yeah, it must be. (laughs) He's not even starting. Cod season versus Houston happy endings. So Ryan versus Rich. Ryan has Kyler Murray, Delvin Cook, Singletary. He's got Juju Higgins and Judy. Ooh, there's a lot of jujus there. Uh, Travis Kelsey, who's the first tight end off the board, Josh Jacobs, and my boy Drake London. Um, Rich, Rich has got a solid squad. Tom Brady, um, Monty, Akers, Cooks, Godwin, Samuel, 
So he's got the connect to Godwin, George Kittle, who he just picked up, Patterson, Renfro. Um, who was his tight end before? Was it Evan Ingram? Yeah. He drafted tight end late. That's, wow. That is a quite an upgrade into the starting lineup. Holy shit. This should be a good matchup. You know, it really depends on how that um, Kansas City-Arizona game is. It becomes a shootout. Then you know Kyler's going to blow up for 40. Because it's week one, and solely because it's week one, I give the edge to Ryan. Okay. Because it's an early season yeah, matchup. Exactly. He's going to start off like 3-4-0. Yeah. With, although you got Tom Brady playing against Dallas for the second year in a row, opening uh, game, and they're playing on Sunday night. So... Let's see here. Uh, Ryan's got Judy on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his team plays in the late game on Sunday. He's got a little Thursday night love, though, too. Oh, so does Rich. Yeah. Akers versus Singletary. Yep, yep. All Two right. running backs. And then the rest of Rich's team plays the early game, except for Hunter Renfro. And then the connect with Brady Godwin. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll give an edge. We'll give an edge here to Ryan. All right, guys. The game of the week belongs to the number one pick versus the number two pick in this year's draft. Birthday cupcake versus God did, Patrick did. Ricky versus RJ. This is a hometown Plainville brawl right now. Um, We talked about, you know, some of their draft picks. Now, obviously the trade that just went down, we need to reevaluate here, but Ricky starting Josh Allen, Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Cup, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, Goddard, Lockett, and then Dame Pierce versus Mahomes, Zeke, Jonathan Taylor. This is where it thins out for RJ a little bit with Amari Cooper, uh, Hollywood Brown, Mecole Hardman, Zach Ertz, which he stole in this draft. That was a steal. Round 12. Anyways. Then he's got Terry McLaurin. So, okay. I see what RJ did here. McLaurin really should be up there, and Hardman should be in this um, flex. Michael Carter just slid out of his starting running back spot to the flex after he picked up Zeke. Um, And Jarvis Landry got benched, looks like. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. I I hate to say it. Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen week one. This is this is a barn burner right here. What are your thoughts? I'm leaning Ricky in this situation. Um, and that's all I got is my gut saying Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great take, John. We, appre- we appreciate your input. Hard hitting. Yeah, hard hitting. Um, you know, as far as the primetime matchups, Ricky's got Tyler Lockett. Uh, certainly Cooper Cup and Josh Allen going we, tomorrow We will night. have a strong taste of where this matchup is going by the end of tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, RJ's got a mixed bag here as far as early, late Sunday games and then the Sunday night game. So, But nobody playing on Monday night. So Ricky does have the closer and lock it. But it all depends on how tomorrow night goes with Cooper Cup and Josh Allen. If they both blow up playing against each other, RJ could be in for a long week. But, again, I mentioned this before when we are talking about Kyler. That Kansas City-Arizona game certainly could become a shootout. And if that's the case, both quarterbacks most likely are going to drop 40, which 
then again, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I give. Th- then it's going to come down to fucking Taylor versus Cup. How great is that? Yeah. Yeah. Superstars. I give a slight edge on paper to Ricky, but we did talk about some of the key games here. I, I give a slight edge to Ricky, for sure. So, all I'm, right, fellas. I'm glad after all that you agreed with my gut. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to talk it out loud. I do that a lot. You know that. <laughs> I had to just, you know, orchestra, you know, organized thoughts up here. So it's uh, very cloudy. <laughs> it's mine that should be cloudy, man. What's yeah, going on? Over I know. There? I don't even smoke weed no more, but it's still, <laughs> it's just uh, residue. <laughs> I see. I see. From, it probably gets kicked into gear over here a little bit. Lots of weed up there. Not as much as you, but there's a lot of weed up there. It's still just <laughs> collecting dust. But, so, uh, so is this it? Are we, are we done? I think we're going to wrap. You know, are, are unless we gonna be back. Oh, dude, we're coming back. We're gonna we're gonna be back next Wednesday. Well, we'll record on Wednesdays. Oh shit! And by then, we'll have some recaps of Week One. We might have to do something occasionally where we record like on a Tuesday night or something. Okay. Before so, before waivers go through. Yeah, man, because we might need to get down the middle Denver Diamond Dave's opinion on some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, and we're going to have callers. We'll have we'll have surprise guests on for sure. You oh know, yeah. Given given my schedule this year right now, it's a little quirky, but we'll we'll work it out. If we need to do a a Tuesday nighter, sign me up. I'm down. All right. For sure. Dude, feels so good to be back in the studio. It's awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Of course, man. Hopefully this goes well through post-production and gets up without an issue because uh, I'm knocking the dust off of my podcasting skills too, man. (laughs) I have faith. I have faith. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you guys next week. I'm out!